0: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose-driven
2: life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast.
3: Hi, how
1: are you? We're great. How are you two? Good. We're so glad you called. We are... So looking forward to it, yes. sister on sister chat. Sister, yeah, these are the best. Yes, And oh, and I'm so excited that you guys are podcasting now too, and I feel like you're already light years ahead of us,
2: actually. I know. <laughs> I don't know. We're all friends here. We're all figuring it <laughs> out. We're all here out. to help each other.
1: Yes, definitely, <laughs> and boost each other's confidence. 'Cause
2: we need it. We need it. <laughs> boost, boost, boost in this- outer space.
0: <laughs>
2: Whoa, so- hey, chill.
0: That was a little much. <laughs> Her chest no, like- was like bouncing up and down like she was on a roller coaster. Yeah. Hey, well, I
3: wish we had the video on.
2: I know. No. <laughs> I've never even moved like that. What? You bring yeah. up the best in me.
1: You're hyped. You're hyped. And that's that's the vibe we're trying to give off in this episode. Mm-hmm. So we, yeah so we were just we'll tell you what we were chatting about um we were kind of going deep into our past exploring or you know knowing that you too the work that you do and that you are so focused on helping young girls gain greater confidence and really step into their power and sense of self uh, as young adults we just really wanted to focus this conversation around, developing confidence and and why it is that we all, as young girls, tend to have these insecurities. So anyway, we started our conversation going way back to our upbringing, uh, living in England then moving to Idaho at a young age and then moving again to Oregon and just being the weird, ugly, yeah. awkward, uncomfortable, like that's how we felt, girls. Mm-hmm. And, and each developing differently in that way. I was a bit younger. Um, Jess is older, so she had to deal with a lot of the popular kids. I kind of fell into the nerdy world (laughs)
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and just how that changed the rest of our life. And it's so interesting. And so we, you know, in exploring that for ourselves, we'd love to just start there with both of you and kind of take you back to have you take us back to those early experiences that kind of um, were the catalyst for insecurities and uh, and where how you built confidence from there.
0: Yeah, I'd love to share. So, Teddy and I actually have a semi similar story. We were from California and we moved and relocated to Missouri,
2: Southern Missouri,
0: Southern Missouri, which there's a difference mm-hmm. <laughs> from Northern Missouri, but it was in elementary school. But still, it was like we showed up and were these California girls. We wear different clothes, you know, you have different music mm-hmm. and you're just an outsider. And so, where there's areas where people aren't as open-minded and they aren't as accepting. For me, it was really hard. And growing up every time, like for the summers or for Christmas, we'd go back to California to spend time with our other half of our family. We would get to go like shopping on Melrose and go get our school clothes. And our friends who were still in California were like, you know, listening to all the good music. So then we'd come back and it was like, people were like, they thought we were either stuck up, that was for me, mm-hmm.
2: or like, yeah, yeah just they very just, different they, call, they name call you, you know, and like it's, it seems innocent to be like, "Hey, California, but it's like that's like some version of an insult to them where you're like, "I'll gladly take it, <laughs> yeah. you know, but when you're eight and nine, ten, and eleven, you don't want to be different, that's how you find you know, your friend group and your self-esteem is like feeling like you fit in. You definitely don't want to be called out for being different.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I was six feet, I'm six feet tall. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I was literally the tallest girl in the class, not just the tallest girl. And I remember I grew from this, like the summer over my seventh grade to eighth grade, I grew and I got boobs. So it was like, It was like the conversation kind of turned to like, Sonia's quiet. She's a brat. She's stuck up to Sonia's so tall and are her boobs. Does she stuff her bra? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, like, even though like I laugh at it now, it really, I had this internal dialogue of like, what's going on? I feel so insecure. I'm not confident with myself because everyone's constantly pointing out how different I am.
2: Yeah. And those are just, those are wounds that you take forever with you until you know you end up in therapy after a crazy night when you're 27 and you just have to work through it and that's why we like start a girl powerful because we're like what if we could have avoided some of this pain and in the moment when someone did say something that is triggering or would leave a long-term wound what if we like actually had the tools to process it right there yes
1: yeah I always, I always think that I just feel what you said before, but you just don't want to be different. And mm-hmm. you know, my name was Ryan. I was taller. You know, we had accents and, and all of those things now that it's like, Oh, your name is Ryan. It's so unique. And Oh, you have English. Why didn't you keep your English accent? It's like, cause kids were mean and right. wanted to get rid of anything that was different. And now you realize, um, just being how wonderful being different and unique is, but right. Yeah, like, I was the
2: same way though. Like Teddy is like a boy name, essentially, they think. It's not Miss Theodora. That's a girl name. And um, I was put on boy baseball teams because they just looked at my name and would put me in like a boys club. And then I'd show up and I was actually really good at baseball. But it's like, I don't want to be playing baseball. I want to play softball with my friends. (laughs) But I didn't have the voice to be like, I am so uncomfortable. I'm a girl, like, you know, like, I was 10. I didn't know what to do with that. And my mom had probably just dropped me off, so I had to fend for myself. And that's just a wild experience <laughs> to be a girl on a boys, like, baseball, baseball team.
0: team. <laughs> you stuck with it. So they didn't take you off the team once they found out. They didn't take me off the It was really cute, though, because yeah. I would go watch all of her games, and they all adored Teddy. But like they'd all cheer her on.
2: They all accepted her. Like, they were nice. They were nice, luckily. Yeah. But it made me feel really strange to be like, what in the world? Why are they putting a little girl on a boy's team? <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess I'll still play. I'm like, okay, I can hit the ball farther than all of you losers.
1: Right? That's why they kept you. They're like
2: yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're like, she can hit them home. We'll keep her.
1: And I do have a
2: mini mustache. Yeah, and I have a mini <laughs> mustache, and I like to wear big, puffy Nike coat. So maybe I look like a boy. Who knows? Oh, my God. I love it. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Sonia. Sonia's throwing out the sister hate about the mustache.
3: It's perfect. It
2: paints that picture for us all.
3: Yep. <laughs>
1: I was there with my high waters and my little belly hanging out
2: <laughs> how about marla hooch from league of their own that was pretty much me
3: <laughs> <laughs> what about what about choker? It? i remember wearing mm-hmm. it, like the puka shell choker. but that was cool no i mean it was supposed to be cool but i remember i had one that had like a giant flower on it and of mm-hmm. course it's crazy how one comment I remember there was a boy that I kind of liked and this was in high school who looked at me and was like just so you know every time you talk your flower moves up and down and it's really (laughs) distracting and I was honestly so taken aback by that that I I was I couldn't say anything and I just I never talked to him again I felt so so embarrassed by that one stupid little compliment and Mm it's like things that I don't think that especially boys at that age realize the impact that their comments on a woman's appearance, like outward appearance, how that impacts them in the long run. And that was a million years ago.
2: Oh, we're getting a little dog to dog dog talking. They're like, we want to be famous too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Don't put our girls down. protecting us.
1: So on that note though, we know you work so much with young girls and we want to talk about specifically how you help them with building stronger self-esteem, but do you do do work with young boys as well? Because that really is such a root cause of a lot of insecurity.
0: No, we we strictly work with girls and we found through social and emotional learning that all children, they build self-esteem by feeling accepted, liked and loved by adults. And usually it's an an adult outside of the home, like a mentor or a teacher or a coach. So I feel like guys do have that support system. But what we're trying to do is teach girls how to react in that moment. Like if the guy did say, Oh, you know, your necklace is wiggling, I can't, (laughs) you know, it's distracting me. And that you don't know what to say. It's more like we're teaching girls how to process like, I love this necklace, like, or, you know, like, think about like that comment, just a throwaway comment. And I don't think he meant to hurt me and move on with your day. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: and that was a silly question for me even to ask, because it's obviously so impactful to zero in and focus in on girls. But obviously, the work you're doing encompasses that Yeah, helping them process those comments. Yeah, we grew up.
0: I mean, we grew up with a single mom. And we always connected with mentors outside our home, whether it was a friend's mom or a teacher. And we just know that the
2: girls need this
0: guidance. And so that's a different way in a different way, just
2: because girls' puberty is so much different than a boy's and, you Mm. know, they're growing breast buds and they have a period and all these things. And maybe if they're Teddy Surge, they had a mustache growing in (laughs) and it's like, the, your peers look at you differently. Like Sonia mentioned before, like that's not ignored. Like you walk into school and remember when you would have your period and you'd like wrap your um, sweatshirt around your waist or like mm-hmm. if you did have boobs, like you were like trying to tape them down or like hide away from becoming a woman. And that's also part of Girl Powerful is like normalizing that all of us are going through these things. And to find a safe place to actually talk through this especially when it is sometimes hard to talk to your parents. So we're kind of just like the fun older sister is our vibe or like someone called us their Southern aunts the other day and Sonia and I looked at each other like, well, that was weird, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, and also this is making me think of my teen years, how every other adult, like a parent would be like, oh, Sonia, you're so pretty or oh, you have such long legs not very many people or adults were saying Sonia you're so smart Sonia Mm -hmm. you're so good at you know being a good friend you're so you know they weren't celebrating my strengths and my accomplishments
2: you know it's all about looks. it's
0: all about your appearance and your how what you look like from the outsider yeah and
2: as a boy they're like hey Brad's the best soccer player we know yeah or yeah Jonathan he's he's gonna make varsity but the girls are pretty Like, so we're just trying to combat all of the past. And like, luckily we have some of the media on our side in the past couple of years, you know, bringing light to the dark ages, essentially of only valuing women for their looks and what they bring to the table or AKA the dinner table. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That was actually something that we touched on in our intro was just, I think something that's been really powerful in my own life, even recently, it's becoming Mm -hmm. really... Attuned to how often you compliment your girlfriends on how they look um, versus who they are on the inside, you know. Because we surround ourselves with um, incredible, amazing women, and so much of the time when we see each other, the first thing we say is, "Oh my gosh, I love your shorts," or "Like mm-hmm. you look so hot today," or "Dang, did you lose weight?" You know, we're commenting on other people's bodies and outward appearance and that can sometimes, even if it's well-intentioned, it can sometimes also be triggering. So I think it's also just kind of, yes, it's nice to pay your friends compliments outwardly, but also to be aware of, okay, what are they working on right now that you know maybe has been a struggle for them? Like, What might they really need to hear that would help them mm-hmm. in the moment? I think starting that from a very young age is, is really important. So I'm curious how you sort of um, help your girls to to take the attention away just so much from the physical and put it more inward for themselves, but also for the people that they surround themselves with.
0: So everything we do at Girl Powerful is based on feelings. So we give the girls the safe space to come together to meet with us. Right now we're all virtual and share their feelings, be really vulnerable and know that they can share what they're actually going through in that moment. Because a lot of girls are like, I can't tell my mom the truth, the whole truth, you know, <laughs> nothing but the truth. They want to share it with us and they feel like they can with us and we'll guide them and we'll, we'll give them self-reflective activities. So that's what we do at Girl Powerful. We actually have three different tools, which is the Girl Powerful Journal, And it's an interactive journal to spark your personal strength and confidence. So this is our actual social and emotional learning curriculum Teddy and I wrote. So it's all original and there's 40 pages of worksheets. So we talk about risk-taking and dreaming and being a goal crusher. We do little prompts. So like at the end of the journal, we want to flex their self-love muscles. So we call it like the flex zone. And we're like, what would you do next with different scenarios? (laughs) It's super fun. We have like this or that. We talk about making healthy choices and creating your own core values as an individual that you'll most likely carry throughout your whole life, Mm -hmm. because usually those don't really change.
2: Yeah, what we see with our girls in our classes is once one person has the brave, like, is brave enough to share and actually give a a solid answer that is like longer than one sentence. Mm then it's just a huge ripple effect. Like everyone's like, "Oh, she's being honest and authentic and vulnerable." I I gladly will share that today wasn't good, you know, I didn't pass my test or whatever they're working on. And it's so it's a beautiful thing to have girls come together. And something extra special about girl powerful is that half of the seats in our class are given to underserved girls. So we have girls that, you know, live in mansions in Brentwood and then they're in class with some other girl that doesn't you know have anything she probably is literally struggling to have dinner on the table with her family so
0: but we're providing the same emotional education and they learn
2: from each other and love each other and obviously they can see what their bedrooms look like so you could kind of piece together what you might think was going on but they're not, they're not busy doing that. Like we're all talking. It's our big heads on the screen. (laughs) And honestly the most beautiful things I've ever heard has come from an underserved girl. And that's the truth. Don't you feel the same way, Sonia? Yeah. I mean, they really value
0: what they have
2: in their families, like whatever families their family unit looks like that means so much to them. And like, just, those are the beautiful things about life that a lot of people forget is like the basics like a shelter and water and food and I think that that's why it's important for us when we do work with our elite clients that they take a step back and they learn gratitude so they can be humble healthy adults
1: yeah Mm -hmm. when you're providing an experience for these girls that is and especially during this pandemic if you're doing it virtually well in in general too you're getting girls together from all backgrounds even before Mm -hmm. that but giving the opportunity to have people yeah, confront people from, or not confront, but be face-to-face with people from all different backgrounds, and, you know, when I think back on, like, growing up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and it's just, like, not growing up there. We only lived there for four years, and so it's, like, this
0: super... <laughs> you are not letting yeah, Coeur like, take your childhood. Oh, no. I am not an yeah. Idaho.
1: <laughs> I know. I, know. Oh, I, I never know what to say when people are, like, where did you grow up? It's a mixed mm. bag, but, but yeah, it was just, like, a very white school, and <laughs> Um, you know pretty conservative small town and I just it was very hard going from London to that to and just always craving more diversity and more and so I I just it warms my heart so much to hear what you guys are are doing and connecting everybody to just be like we're all on the same level having these same similar insecurities concerns Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we can lean on each other and and God, how beautiful is that right now when it just feels like we're all divided on
3: everything? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And it's so important that the girls have a place where there is an adult teacher in the room like Sonia or I, because you can have some of these fun conversations like at a lunch table when lunch existed. But that's also where like, I remember a lot of like, weird comments would happen. Like, I remember lying and saying like my mom was going to vote for George Bush because we were like the only Democrats in Springfield, Missouri. And just (laughs) I wanted to fit in. And I was like, you know, if we weren't at just like free range at lunch and all these like open times to let kids be, you know, just they're experimenting, I think, too. Like boys, they like to push boundaries and they and I, lo- I just love the idea that there's going to be thousands of girls that have gone through Girl Powerful that actually have a voice and a backbone to be like, you know what? Like, not, it's not me. Like, you can go do that to someone else. It's not, it's not for me, you know? Oh, and and yeah. not have that, yeah, have that wound just dug in deep, like, forever and ever. Like, let's, let's avoid it because we can. And those boys, like, if someone said, hey, man, like, stop, that's going to change his whole life and redirect him too. he's going to think he's not just going to blow that off so I mean I think girls are teachers we are nurturers we are caretakers and that isn't just an adult woman like the girls can teach the boys right yeah not that it's their job but they will because that's just how we're we're wired
1: by projecting that confidence it's like Uh you can't do this to me you're not belittling me
3: Mm-hmm. I'm on your level, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think back to being on the playground, I don't know if you ladies experienced this, but getting chosen for that game Red Rover, and it's like Red mm-hmm. Rover, Red Rover, send Jess over. And yeah. I felt like I was just waiting to hear my name. I'm like, I'm next, right? I'm next. And never, like, it was like that feeling of just always getting picked last for sports teams or anything that was in a group setting. And as much as I loved that game, I just had, I was sweating, I was anxious, I didn't want to look unpopular. Mm. And I feel like a situation like that, I obviously still remember, I think anybody who got picked last or sports teams remembers it. And that when you really go back and you look at those experiences that could actually be considered traumas, how did that impact your life? Oh, well, maybe you never you know, tried out for sports teams because you just assumed that you weren't athletic because no one picked you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe people made fun of your sports abilities. So you quit the tennis team when in your heart of hearts, you wanted to be a pro tennis player, you know, and how did that impact the trajectory of your life? And I think something that's so small sounding on the exterior is actually incredibly uh, profound. How, you know, it completely changes your life. So I'm wondering, in situations like that, how would you encourage somebody to, you know, speak out, you know, for themselves in that type of situation, or to, you know, go inward, or to join a circle like mm-hmm. this, really understand and step in, you know, that that is available to them, even yeah. despite what you say.
2: So those things you're mentioning, like not being picked for a team or someone you know, you're walking into school and someone just drops the door on you and they don't hold it. Or you see a friend and you think it's your friend and they don't say hi. Those are called ruptures. And unless you like address them in the moment, they become wounds. And so that's how, like, we're trying to avoid internalizing all these things. And girls just... We really are really lean into mantra and I am statements. I think that's the most powerful thing you can do to redirect your mood and your mind and reset yourself and you have control of how you talk to yourself. So like they maybe didn't pick you and they didn't make you feel worthy, but how can you make yourself feel that way?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's why we actually made our second Girl Powerful product, which is the Girl Powerful Affirmation Deck. And it's a lot of fun because we realized, girls, that, you know, you, the person you have the biggest conversation and the most frequent conversations with is yourself. So when we stand in front of the mirror every morning or we're laying in bed and we're thinking about, oh, are, am I going to dread getting up or am I going to tackle the day and, you know, like use it to my advantage? So we're like, we need to change the way girls are talking to themselves at an early age. So that's why we developed the Girl Powerful Affirmation Deck. And it's 64 prompts. So like this is like, this says, my thoughts are crystal clear. Identify two short-term goals you will accomplish this month. Or I am grounded. Take off your shoes, push your toes into the ground. Imagine that the earth underneath your feet is telling you, I will always support you. Mm -hmm. So if you do have these, you know, these scary moments of fear or anxiety or feeling alone or disliked, Hopefully, if you do these type, this type of positive self-talk, you can come back to an affirmation that will support you in that moment. You know, like "I am worthy," "I am
2: worthy of yeah. being picked," or "I am athletic." You I know? agree. I agree, Jess. Though that game, because I was always tall and big, so I was like, "They're like, she's gonna break our arms if we call- go. <laughs> Teddy's <laughs> gonna break this chain. This r- rover is over. <laughs> she comes over here. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
0: But I mean, that's- no, it's like these huge things. Mm-hmm. It's like we talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Is these comments that you don't think are going to affect people are magnified in other people's brains. And it, everyone has these types of comments that they'll remember forever. So that's when you have to meet your inner child when you're an adult. If you c- couldn't process it then, which most of us did not have mental health resources at, you know, when we were growing uh-huh. up. So it's like the time is now. We need to meet our inner child when we were wounded and know that we are not wrong and we are not bad for having those experiences, but it, you know, to meet yourself and do the self work, we unlock our natural gifts and that's, what's going to give us feel like free of that Mm -hmm. feel unchained from that and just go forward to a more positive and limitless future. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I
3: do too. And I think, you know, something that I've actually noticed in health coaching, not even intending to do, you know, necessarily inner child work with clients is that, you know, specifically, I work with a lot of clients who want to break free from restrictive dieting or hating their bodies, you know, and just feel good in their own skin. And so a lot of the times I ask, you know, was there someone in your life that was maybe super critical of you when you were young or, you know, just asking questions like that. And a lot of times they will have thought about something that happened when they were young that they didn't even think about until that moment when I asked, mm-hmm. and it's like, actually, yeah, my mom used to always make comments about what I ate or was always asking if I had lost weight or she was always on some diet and making me do it with her. And I didn't even realize until now how much that impacted me. And, you know, a lot of my clients have started crying because they, it's so deep and so powerful and it brings up so many feelings and as scary as it is, I think it's also really beautiful because that's the point at which you realize, okay, there's a root, you know, there's past traumas and things that I haven't worked through. And so to open that up can be really terrifying. So how do you... Sort of support those women when they do the inner child work, work. or the girls, the girls, sorry, mm-hmm. when they do the inner child work. Like, how does one go about that and have the support systems to feel comfortable opening up? Because to your point earlier, maybe you, you know, come from um, an underserved community and you don't have a lot of support or anyone who's going to ask you how you are.
2: Right. Well, that's what Girl Powerful means is that you know, the power is inside of you, inside of you. So anything you're seeking, the answer is inside. And it's like, really cool that we could even like talk to a kid like that. And like, (laughs) you know, and so everything we do is prevention, like we truly lean into that, like our whole background before Girl Powerful was being a lifeguard, or I actually spent 17 years watching after school programs. Like right when I graduated from it, I was the one that was like, hey, let's not do that because, you know, you're going to break your arm. So we've always been into prevention and that like it used to be like our foundation was like in a physical way and now it's in an emotional way. And the best thing for anyone to do that's because I feel like we're talking to adults here mostly is that if we could all just tune into like those childlike feelings of enthusiasm and curiosity and creativity, then you're going to start healing your inner girl and your inner child um, subconsciously and without too much, you know, like ripping them open in a, a therapy session. And then you have to put them back together and say, it's time for you to go, you know? So I feel like that's the best thing to do is really, like I said, lean into creativity and curiosity and because that's going to guide you and back to a place of youth. And that's what we all connect to. And that's when we were our best selves. And that was when we were all happy, like before all these comments that, you know, could have been throwaway comments because that's when we accidentally gave our power to someone else.
1: Right. And how incredible that the tools that are most effective are these free tools, asking yourself questions, like you said, grounding your feet in nature or just sitting and having a moment of meditation. It's available to everybody. And yeah, as we were talking about before we called you, you know, when you're young, you get caught up in, oh, I can't be popular because I don't have the money for those clothes or, you know, it's all externally it's all externally focused and so it's you are meeting these girls catching them at that time in life and being like, no, 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 those things don't matter. Mm -hmm. It's the intrinsic rewards that will really fuel you for the rest of your life. And I know for me, being such a journaler, writer writer, I still to this day ask myself questions on paper. What is feeling good this week? What 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 is coming up for me? And it's like I don't even it's crazy how you just start writing and then you look back and you've you've taught yourself something that you didn't yeah. even know you were going through and you yeah. learn yourself. Uh,
2: I know. We love journaling. That's a really great tool and again like you're mentioning these are free things that anyone can do. And yeah. the best part about journaling that we get to talk to girls about is being honest because I know I used to, like, write some sort of whimsical fairy tale about how my day was awesome eating a Subway sandwich and, like, <laughs> going to the White House and thinking that the fence isn't too tall, which, obviously, these capital people really <laughs> want too. But anyway, um, my diary used to be just, like, I always thought, if someone finds this when I'm dead, I don't want to be embarrassed. So I wasn't saying anything emotional. It was all surface yeah. stuff. And so I definitely had to relearn how to actually be honest and do real brain dumps and like for every positive thing that happens in my life be real and write down a negative and like then I can work through it and those are things that we do with the girls like we do two positives and one negative so we can always keep it you know on the sunny side of the street but
0: and you probably finally learned to trust me that I wasn't going to read your
2: journal yeah my door
0: didn't have a (laughs) lock.
1: Were you two always really close,
2: oh yeah, we've always been best friends. our mom was at work, so yeah, we had each other, and that's that's where this bond comes from we've we were years? together yeah i'm two years I'm two years older than Sonia, okay. and so we went through school together, we shared friends, you know oh
3: wow really close
2: yeah, yeah. we we are close that's yeah good.
3: we've always been. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you guys had your tips. We've had our moments, but we've always been super, super close. And not having that sister bond, I can't imagine yeah. not having Rye because we help each other through so many hard times. And when we are getting in our heads or we're feeling insecure, I feel like Rye is always the first person that I talk to. And we're able to help each other work through so much. And so I can imagine not having that support, mm-hmm. not having not even having a best friend, and then maybe living in an abusive, sort of toxic home environment where maybe your parents are fighting all the time, or you're raised by one person, you know. And so, having a community like Girl Powerful is just like crucial. the name says, so powerful. And yeah, crucial. So-
2: yeah, I love that. I mean, a lot of girls, I feel like, are just new family units since life is so expensive and people and women are really digging into their careers. I think that there's going to be a lot of families with just one child. And so they definitely, I think forming communities is so important for the kid to feel seen, valued and heard outside of the home. So their self-esteem can be built because parents have a lot on their plates. And I, I mean, I will show them grace, but I also really hold parents accountable. It's like, this was your choice. You know, like you need to find all the tools to support your child so they don't have to spend, you know, their twenties and thirties crying to a therapist. Like it's, I don't think it's really fair. And I mean, I, I mean, that's how I've lived my life. I wasn't going to just have a kid with somebody because that's what all my friends from Southern Missouri decided to do. Like, it's just, I didn't think it was right because I want to do that when I can fully support another human in their emotional journey. And I hope that people can like kind of zoom out, especially after this pandemic and be like, am I ready for that? Do I have all the monetary funds I need for that? Do I have the healthy food I need for them? Like, you know, it's, it's a very big conversation that I hope people, when they are looking at being a parent, realize it's like a commitment it's at least 18 years it's at least 18 years you guys
1: <laughs> yeah and and i get upset like i know this is a hot button issue but you know there's so much focus on a, abortion if it's right or if it's wrong but we don't focus on like are parents ready to have children we mm-hmm. you know we just want people to just be able to have babies whenever they want but so many people are not equipped to be parents yet and then I- what when- is
2: I agree. I agree. I think why aren't we tested on that? Like, I have to go get a driver's license. How about a parenting test? Just like the (laughs) basics. That
1: is so true. What is more important than raising a child and (laughs) a whole course in school?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I just, I mean, I, I mean, I, like I said, I know it's a hard job, but most of the time you're signing yourself up for that. So, hey, maybe don't sign yourself up yet.
3: (laughs) Yeah. But it's also like, you are kind of the product sometimes of who raised you. So if you were born into a big family that had a ton of kids and like, it was just kind of expected that you would have kids mm-hmm. and you know, having children. I mean, I just talked to a best friend of mine who thought she would have two, three, four kids. Cause her mom came from six siblings. Her dad came from seven siblings. She had four siblings. They've all had multiple kids and she's just now realized that she and her husband only want one child. And they're really happy just having one child. But she had put so much pressure on herself to have multiples. And I think a lot of it comes from the pressure that you feel from your family and the way that you were raised and just what you saw. So even though maybe you aren't ready and you're not equipped, you know, you do it anyway. And then you don't have the tools either.
2: Yeah, I think sometimes it's a band-aid also, like to feel valued in your family unit or from your peer group. And like we share some of the same friends and they're starting to have babies. And I love myself enough to know that's not the right thing for me, but I have a feeling some other women are looking at them thinking, oh my gosh, wait, am I going to do that now? (laughs) And I don't know that it's what they really wanted, but it might be a version of this whole motherhood competition thing that we've all seen can be super toxic too. Like my baby walked first. Right.
1: I know it's interesting because kind of what we're talking about here is like these it's it's a mirror of the issues we have as tweens of wanting wanting to do what others uh, what the popular girls are doing and what's in and then it's still happening now you know yeah fears around am I am I too late to the game I need to get married you know. I've been with my fiance for almost 11 years. We haven't gotten married yet. We've been engaged for three years and we're just having the time of our lives doing things our way. And I think like, I'm just loving life, writing my own rules and mm-hmm. and not worrying what society says, you know, and that should apply across the board. And I think um, when you learn younger and earlier in life, that will serve you so well. But even so many women probably listening need this reminder too of just like, put your damn blinders on and stop thinking about what other people are doing, what other people expect of you, write your own rules and, and do your thing, you know? Um and, and side rant from that, but for both of you, you know, we heard about your upbringing, but Teddy, like Sonia, I'm just meeting you today, but I feel like I've known you before, but Teddy, when I first met you and always you're so confident and you Thank seem you.
3: so, you know,
1: just so comfortable in your personality and, And that's something that women still our age struggle with. And so I would love to know for both of you or uh, whoever wants to answer how you got from that place, um, being younger and feeling out of sorts to really stepping into such confidence
2: today. Yeah, I do think what you said though, really quickly about putting blinders on and just doing your thing, that is Mm -hmm. confidence. And that is hard, that is hard. And that is very brave to do. But that's really when you're going to, like be in the flow of your own journey and find true joy. And that's yeah. how, i that's how I feel that I have maneuvered. I had to stop comparing my life and comparing what I have and what I don't have to everyone around me. Because in Los Angeles, that is like just the fastest way to get down on yourself because there's always going to be prettier people, skinnier people, richer people, girls with hotter boyfriends, you know, like all these things. And it's just like, yeah. I was like, I can't do this to myself anymore because I'm becoming a total brat and I'm just becoming unhappy. And that's not really how I'm wired. Luckily, I'm like wired as like a happy person and maybe comp- overconfident at some times.
0: <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Tranquilla-tranquilla." laughs> yeah, Sonia's <laughs> like,
2: humble yourself. Humble yourself.
0: <laughs> no, this conversation is amazing. And it's making me think back on Whenever there'd be women or teachers in my life that walked into the room and everyone noticed them or they walked into the room and they just had this bright energy and aura. And I'm thinking right now of my art teacher, Mrs. Hoke. And she was so badass. Like we're in
2: Missouri. She really was.
0: She like had her cart. She'd come in. She had this beautiful, like curly blonde hair. She'd always have cool jewelry on. She was just always, you know, like always had the most open heart to help anybody. And that's what I feel like, like I wanted to embody from a young age is like when you walk into the room, people look at you, not because you are physically beautiful, but because you're so confident and your energy is so bright that people are just drawn to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, doing that, it takes work and it takes you looking at the self and being like, how can I be happy? And it sounds so cliche when you say you have to find what makes you happy and you have to do what you're passionate about. But when you look at the people who are chasing their dreams and being passionate, It You know, they're the ones who you're like, oh, wait, what are you doing? You're interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I find you awesome (laughs) and I'm drawn to you. But that's just because you're being authentic and you're just. Yeah, and and they
2: don't have time to compare themselves and get down because they're on they're on the highway and other people, they got lost in a detour somewhere. So I'm just get on the highway and take control of yourself, like control your life. You, You are in the driver's seat. I think it's so important there's so many free tools on the internet and beyond and just talking to people in your community and and getting your hands dirty help other people that always helps you heal and feel connected by volunteering and being part of something bigger than yourself and never forget where you came from. Yeah. I think that's a big thing especially in big cities everyone's like, "Well, I want to, you know, be better than my parents. I want to have this, I want to have that." It's like Of course, have the biggest best goals and live out your destiny. But remember there's people out there that don't have, you know, this really fiery, strong side of themselves because they have been hurt and you have to lift them up too.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, I did want to share because we're we are adults and we do have the chance to heal. And maybe someone listening hasn't really claimed that yet, that you do have the chance to heal yourself. And it's never too late, mm-hmm. you know. You can go after that profession you want at 35. You can do whatever, and you can start whenever. And I I love the beaming design Instagram. Have you seen that? No. It's it's this woman, and she puts she takes quotes, and then she makes her own artwork with it. But today, it's in line with our topic. It says, "Be the kid you once were." And there's examples of how you can do that, which I think is a great reminder. So I wanted to share them. Is that cool? Yes. yes. It says, be the kid you once were. Be wanting to start the day, not dreading it. Be fearless. Be excited about everything. Be honest. Be spontaneous. Have no concept of time. Mm. Be loving. Be in awe of the world. And be full of light. Mm. Beautiful.
1: One thing that just brought up for me, too, is just the reminder, I think, you know, so often when we talk about finding your voice, finding that confidence, but to your point earlier, how how do people find that who haven't been given the tools or you know never been taught at home and, and still today in their older adult years still don't quite know where that inner voice is or how to find it? I think so much of it is in those quiet moments is... there's so much noise there's so much distraction on social media which was something we wanted to ask about too there's so many places to divert your mind and to just feel overwhelmed and and so again just that reminder to get back to those moments of quiet and calm and and writing journaling affirmations to just zero in on what is best for you
0: Mm -hmm. um i think the best thing that for someone who doesn't know where to start you know because it can be overwhelming like you know, people have really low self esteem, and they don't think they deserve love. So Mm -hmm. what they can do to start is the most simple thing is to write a I am statement in their journal, I am powerful, and then write five non appearance based things that you love about yourself. Mm -hmm. And we found so many people, (laughs) they can't do it. But you have to push yourself like, in the Girl Powerful Journal, we have a word bank for the girls who are like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I can't think of it. But um, then you look at these lists of words and you're like, oh, I am, you know, proud of myself. I I am intelligent. Yeah, I shine. I'm a leader. I'm trustworthy. I'm a quality
2: person. I'm reliable. Yeah, Like, I love those things. Those are things that we all need to really realize that are so so positive and like if you do embody being compassionate and positive and polite and strong like you already are on your way like anyone that's alive is like you already are like enough just as you are but it's like as coaches and teachers and leaders like we just want everyone to feel the same way we do about ourselves and we can walk confidently into a room and make a new friend like I did with you Ryan you know like that's just like what we want. That's our wish for the world is like, don't hide anymore. Just come on out. Come on out. Yeah. Something else too, that's
3: really helpful. I think when you, I love the non-appearance based compliments, but is also writing down things that you've overcome in your life Mm. to remind yourself how strong you are and how resilient and how, wow, I have been through so much and I'm still here and I'm showing up for myself and I'm putting one foot in front of the other and sometimes there are days where I can't get out of bed and that are really hard but I'm still here and I mean I've done it for myself and I've, I've forgotten so many of the things that I've overcome as a kid or even as an adult. Even and just think, in your week and your month yeah, there's things that
1: you're constantly hurdles and challenges that you work through.
0: Yeah I, I love that. I feel like for me I have a very different mind than Teddy and I'm kind of repetitive so even though like it's like things circle back if I don't take care of them so it's like yeah we had a deadbeat dad I let that be my like hurt for so long or I had a really bad injury and I was like mentally I was like I felt worthless but then it's like when's the one day you have to decide for yourself I'm not gonna let this be my story anymore Mm -hmm. yes it happened it was a part of my defining moments of life, but there has to be one day where you say, okay, that's enough with this storyline. Like I need to take action to change it and to be, you know, celebrate what's happening. In the yeah. future.
1: Change the channel in your mind.
2: Also. Change the channel, yes. I think the best way to change the channel is short-term goals, especially mm-hmm. with like the pandemic and you never know what's going to be going on next week. So it's like, if you write like, something you accomplished last week on a Monday and then something you're looking forward to accomplishing by the end of this coming week, that can really propel you forward and be like the encouragement you need because that's probably something that you can do for yourself, you know? And then I was just kind of thinking about like positive mindset and manifesting while we were talking through all this and thinking about how far I've come in the last year is what really thought made me think that, I just wanted a, a big, nice apartment with an island. And now that I'm sitting here talking to you, I have a big, nice apartment with an island. So like, I'm proud of myself for figuring that out. You know, like yes. it doesn't always have to be like these huge grand things, even though living in a nice place is a big, grand thing. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and, and be, I have to find gratitude for like where I am right now. So then more of that flows to me because I deserve that. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I- I all of that is just so I feel like we could just talk forever and ever yeah, <laughs> yeah on this topic um, one other point I wanted to make too that um, I think is helpful is also not saying phrases that you don't want to create more of so just like in my business saying like I'm an emotional eater you know yeah. or I'm I am you know I'm an unintelligent, I'm not smart, whatever you're saying about yourself, the more that you say it, the more that your subconscious brain wants to manifest more of that thing. And I think that's why to your point of the positive affirmation, that's one of the biggest motivators to making sure that you're doing that more often than you are associating yourself with something that you don't want to be that doesn't define you. Just because right. you're a certain way or because society says that's what you are, you're not.
2: Yep. Those limiting beliefs belong in the garbage can, not in your head. <laughs>
1: yeah. <I know. laughs> I, and, and I think the change the channel thing is a good thing to remember. I saw a therapist like two years ago um, who I was trying to get help with body confidence issues and she gave me mm-hmm. terrible advice. And I didn't return, but I the one thing <laughs> was, the one thing she did say was, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you have a mean thought, just be, catch yourself, be be so aware every time, because I think we are so used to normalizing those mean thoughts. They're normal in our head, like, oh, look away, or you don't look great, or whatever, but just starting to be super aware and catching yourself and changing the channel in that moment to flipping it to a positive. Yeah. You're so strong, you know, your legs get you from A to B, uh, whatever it is, but just starting mm-hmm. to- some more so much more
2: I think that goes into what you wanted to end on is social media
1: yes
3: yeah let's end there
1: yeah that was going to be my next question um how we do see that the rates for depression and
3: god so horrible Mm.
1: suicide are raised are are increasing among specifically the tween generation and we that with social media being on the rise and everyone's a celebrity and girls think maybe that's the path for them. So uh, how are you seeing that impacting the girls you're you're working with and and how can we, all of us, older women too, Mm -hmm. um, help these younger girls but also help ourselves work through not getting caught up in all of that?
0: Well, last summer, Teddy and I got a TikTok account and we got caught up in it. Yeah, we're, it was we're so, guilty too. We are so guilty. It was so toxic. But we, I mean, we believe that social media is good for sharing information. So that's why we decided when we did, you know, make our TikTok account to be able to reach the girls in our age group we would put out positive content. So it's we either teaching them how to make an affirmation or asking them to put three things they love about themselves in the comments
3: mm-hmm. or
0: doing like nutritional snacks they could have after school. We started doing that, but we see it all the time. The girls, the, like we have girl powerful ambassadors and the minute they post a video, they're on there like all night long being like, did you see I got you know over a thousand, our video went viral. And it's this thing because, you know, every time they get an alert or every time they see themselves go viral, it's like a hit of dopamine and they're becoming more and more addicted, which is a major problem. And then they're comparing themselves with their classmates. We're like, oh, we hope this isn't creating a big problem you know other areas of their life not just at girl powerful because they do have this platform to share and be seen Mm -hmm. and have this social currency of like hey look i'm on a verified account and they have
2: clout it's so funny because at the end of the day it means absolutely nothing right you know and like i've been guilty of that too i'm like why does like a nice quote only get 100 likes and if i'm in my bathing suit i get 500 it's the same following and it, it's just like, why, that's just society and what they place you know, value on. And that's exactly what we're all trying to equalize a little bit. I think bodies are beautiful. And I think if you feel hot and you look good, whatever your body looks like, share it. If that's what you truly want to be doing. If, but
0: I think if you're old enough, because if you're girls enough. don't understand. Yes. We've had girls who we've given permission to to be on our platform. And they don't understand if you're in a crop top or you're in your bikini top. It might be innocent to you because you're just having fun doing a dance. But there are so many eyes on you that you know that are dangerous that could try to contact you that are just perverted. Yeah, and they don't you know like they don't understand that. So that's why I mean we put so many blocks on our account. Mm -hmm. We block out the word like ugly, fat all every pretty much any bad word they could call our girls we've blocked it so we don't really (laughs) you know we only get positive comments but like you have to be able to protect your children so many kids are getting tablets and iphones and they're smart and they know how to go around Mm -hmm. your parent blocker or they're up at two in the morning chatting to people that
2: they've never met before for
0: yeah it. so mm-hmm. I I mean even like we on, don't even, I don't even encourage people to have No, devices. my kids
2: will live we will all move to Coeur d'Alene and live on, without <laughs> wi-fi for the rest of our lives <laughs> no but our kids like our girls they are they play this game called Roblox it's like a whole system of online games I guess yeah I don't know they all spend their time on there and then they spend their parents money on there so someone's having a great time collecting all that money. But anyway no, but then, they, they they have a chat option. So if anyone is a parent, please make sure that the chat option is disabled on your kids' iPad because we've had people talk to our kids about sex and they just use like a dollar sign as the S and they're they just know how to code and like move around it.
0: Because they're predators.
2: Because they're predators and they will find a way to talk to a young girl.
3: Yeah, um, and actually, another tip I would give is on Instagram, don't put your phone number because even for me having a business, I did that. And I told Brian yesterday a guy called me asking, I thought he kept this number, kept calling, and it was a normal area code. So I finally picked up thinking it was like a family member or friend who needed to talk. Yeah. And he was asking if he wanted me to be his or if he could be my financial slave. Oh, and daddy. yeah, like a sugar daddy. And he was saying, yeah I'm not really good in bed like I'm not into sex stuff and stuff like that this isn't perverted I'm not gonna ask you to like have <laughs> sex with me I, and like I'm not Whoa. I don't like, a fetish or anything but I just you know I'm just wondering like whatever you want I'll be your financial slave and I was like goodbye <laughs> and then I took my phone number off of Instagram because I didn't even realize that that was oh. happening so I'm I
0: think checking our Instagram right now yeah, yeah. Yeah, take off your phone number. Hopefully that's yeah. I don't it, think we have You know, it. and it's, it's just the thing where they are not old enough to realize that there are bad people out there, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, keep your kids innocent as for as long as you can put all of the parent things. Don't like have that conversation with your children before they have the phone in their hand. Know what's expected of them. Yeah.
2: And I think maybe like stranger danger, like we talk about that in real life, but Everyone needs to talk about that on through the virtual world also.
3: Oh, yeah. You know,
2: like, hey, just like that, that guy should like, we watch Girl Powerful stuff like so crazy, like, pretty much if you don't aren't a parent or a girl yourself, you're not allowed to even follow us because that's yeah. just, it's creepy. Why are you on there? You, on there? you know? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I'm sorry if that's like, probably like generalizing or assuming, but sometimes you have to protect your youth and your community. And that's why Sonia and I are strong leaders is because we will put boundaries where there need to be. And that's also why people have trusted us with their kids since 2014, which is a big deal.
3: Yeah. It is. How do you encourage your girls too? Because now with the pandemic and everyone's spending so much more time inside, naturally, everybody's also spending so much more time on these platforms mm-hmm. and TikTok. And oh my God, TikTok is so addicting. I just, have started looking and going down a rabbit hole, and I I get why people spend hours, but, you know, and then you're in a dark room, and you're not getting vitamin D, and all of these things that impact your mental health, so just quickly, what are some tips you would give the girls to sort of, you know, set boundaries around these devices, and do something that will improve their mental health, and not, you know, as adults, too, yeah, as adults,
0: too, Yeah, I just want to mimic to everyone listening that there is pandemic-related stress happening right now with tweens and teens, and 50, 50% 50 of girls are reporting feeling depressed and having suicidal thoughts, and this isn't just a stat. It's girls who are coming into our our virtual classroom saying, I'm alone. Like, they think being connected through the screen is connection. It's not, Uh -uh. you know, so they're real. Everyone's struggling, teenagers are really struggling and I mean our tips they have to go back to being able to manage your emotions so find a way to like we said earlier journal find a way to connect with a peer safely and the biggest thing is movement
2: yeah leave your phone at home leave your
0: phone at home if you can go for a safe. walk or you know we actually have a new product dropping which is a movement card deck it's called Get Moving. So, you pull five cards and you basically make a workout circuit.
2: Yeah. It's, and- it's, it, we made, yeah, we, it was inspired by the pandemic. And it's like, we all have to get off our screens, it, you know? And so, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. It is, it is built for us to be addicted and we all are. And so, at the same time, like showing ourselves grace and being like, okay, today I'm going to try to, you know, only do 30 minutes. I think 30 minutes or less for a kid with screen time is definitely the ideal situation. But I understand parents, you know, need that time to do their work from home or cook dinner or something. But hey, kids are meant to be outside. Kids are meant to be moving. If you live in a safe neighborhood, that's what you should be promoting. And definitely if you can do a family walk every day. So your kid is moving and getting those steps in and you know, enjoying nature and having that vitamin D boost. And now that it's spring, it's exciting. We all kind of, I feel like Sonia and I, the last two days have felt like, oh, we have a little spring in our step. Like we're going to come out of this finally. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, but I just, at the end of the tunnel, I don't want us to all be so broken. And so like in our own shells that we have to start all over. Yeah. I just, yeah absolutely that's a mic drop moment uh-huh.
1: <laughs> we could keep going forever but i just want to say thank you so much to you both for the work that you do it is a dream uh, to to know that people like you are doing this for young girls i've always thought that something like this is needed and such impactful important work for teens and adults i think everything we've talked about is is helpful for all ages yeah so thank you and and Everyone can get involved in this too and donate. So can you tell our listeners where they can find you, your foundation, and how to help?
0: Yes. So visit us at girlpowerful.org. There's a donate button on the page. And then to shop our journal or affirmation card deck in our Get Moving deck, it's in the shop. And then if you want, we always post, we have virtual classes running. And then we also have a quarterly health summit um, either in self-care and self-love they're super fun we're moving we're learning about hygiene and then we're talking about emotional health so that's on girlpowerful.org and then follow us on instagram and tiktok at girl
2: powerful project
1: beautiful you guys are doing so much thank you for making the time today
2: so yeah. much time. Oh, thank you for yeah. having <laughs> us really really
1: cool
0: yeah thank this you so awesome. much We yes. loved it let's do
3: it again